You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Acts chapter 4, uh, verse 13. We'll go there. Of course, um, this is a, one of my favorite stories this, that we're, we built a series around this for the Lamb's Reward. Um, and so, so much so that in, in Colorado, um, every year I would tell this story to our internship, and then uh, at the end of the year, um, each student, when they graduated, uh, Renata and I would lock hands with them, and we'd look at them, and, and we'd say, for the lamb's reward, you know, and they'd look at us, we'd say, for the lamb's reward, and then, you know, go to the next person, for the lamb's reward, and for the lamb's reward, and, you know, typically, you know, they'd been through all kinds of different prayer meetings, and they'd been in small groups, and we'd done overseas missions together, and they'd been just doing all these different kind of discipleship components and elements to get to this great graduation moment, and, um, so there was this one time where this, the, the kids were going through the line and Renata would say, you know, for the lamb's reward and for the lamb's reward. And this girl looked, locked eyes with me and I looked at her and I said, for the lamb's reward. And she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she said, for the ram's reward. And I was like, the what? <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> well, the ram, like, uh, I don't know if she was thinking Abraham or she was thinking some kind of Dodge truck. I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> She kind of missed it. And that's always been kind of my story, like my joke about, you know, trying to help this story make sense to people and people missing it until the first week of this series. Because that first week, I don't know if you remember, but we had this graphic up and it just said FTLR right there. And it was, this big, it was Noah's hairy arm right there with the boom for the lambs. It just said FTLR. I don't, I don't know if you noticed that, but we've, we, oh, there it is. Look at that. So, but I got some complaints that week about, why do I have to look at a hairy arm while you preach? So I got rid of that. <laughs> And uh, let's get rid of it quickly. Yeah, there you go. Um, and so we were, we were cleaning this up afterwards, and uh, someone, had, someone came and handed me this piece of paper with some, that someone had taken notes. And it said really huge, you know, F-T-L-R, and only it said focaccia bread, turkey, lettuce. <laughs> I was like, they're dreaming about lunch, not the Lamb's Reward. So um, anyway, that's like topped it. So anyway, we are in this series for the Lamb's Reward, and, um, uh, and the idea is that we would live for the Lamb, that we would give Jesus everything. And so um, let's pray together, and we'll dive in. Father, we love you, and God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be, God, your people, God, disciples, God, the people of God, being your light to our city and Lord, I ask, Lord Jesus, as we study your word today, that you would help us to be audaciously courageous, Lord, to um, take such courage to live for the Lamb. I pray that you would inject courage into our DNA. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would be courageous Christians. We honor you. We love you. All of Radiant Church said amen. 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 Anybody ever been skydiving? You've been skydiving? Um, I went skydiving and um, scared me to death. Uh, I'll never forget just being up in the air and uh, realizing that I was about to jump out of a perfectly good plane um, and just suddenly, like, honestly, like, shaking, like, oh, my goodness, this is scary. And um, and it was one of the – it was the deal where it was the tandem, you know, jump kind of thing. And so, um, anyway, we jumped. I lived. Surprise, surprise. And and then after landing, there was this bizarre thing where – I liked it so much, I wanted to do it again uh, because it was awesome. And if I had more money, I might have done it again, but I wasn't going to pay for it again. So, but it was, it, it, everything shifted. Everything 
shifted from, you know, being scared to death to wanting to do it again. And the reason is because of the guy that I went with, he knew what he was doing. And so I was tied to him. I was connected to him. And because I was tied to him, it was enough to give me enough courage to say, I could do that again. Um, years ago, I was down in Alabama, and um, my friend, they picked me up at the airport and said, we're taking you to Talladega. I didn't know what Talladega was. I thought it was a Mexican restaurant. And, um, and so anybody know what Talladega, any NASCAR people in here? All right. Okay. A couple got two. Some people are scared to raise their hand. Uh, but Talladega, it's this racetrack and, in Alabama. And so uh, Lane Strands was here. Maybe some of you remember him, but he's a professional race car driver. And that day, he was driving his race car at Talladega. And so he took me uh, in his race car. Um, and, and that was the scariest day of my life. Um, I mean, literally, you're going up on the side. I mean, it's so it's so fast. It's crazy. Like you just you're just going. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. I mean, you're just your prayer life goes like through the roof. Like I believe. I believe. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. I mean, whatever. Like just oh man, it was scary. And then when we finished, it was the same idea where it was so much fun. I wanted to let's do that again. Why? Because it was with Lane, and because Lane had done it so much. Lane, Lane was good. Lane was with me. And if Lane is with me, then I'm okay because he's the expert. He's got this. Or the guy that I jumped with, connected out of the plane, the parachute. I'm okay to be in this scary situation because I'm with him and because he knows what he's doing and he's done this hundreds of times. And every time that we read in the scripture, the idea of injecting courage Walking without fear, the logic behind how we walk with courage in the scriptures is this idea, because of who you're with. Because you've got the God of the ages, and he is with me. And I want us today to just gain a greater vision to walk in increased courage for what God has called you to do. In other words, one of the things that hinders us and keeps us from the fullness of our destiny is living in perpetual fear. And my hope is that today we can look at this brief story with Peter and John and gain some courage to be all in with God, I trust you. All in with, I'm going to live courageously. And so if you look at it, it's this moment where Peter and John have been thrown in prison and it's, they've already seen a, a man healed that God's used them. And Peter's already preached at Pentecost. And they're starting to, starting to walk in the power of Jesus. And there's this moment where it talks about courage. And that's what I want you to get today, where these rulers see the courage in Peter and John. And it says, when they, the rulers, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And the first thing I really want you to just see is that these are the men that had been with Jesus. And so as a result of being with Jesus, there exists courage. As a result of being with him, we read this in Psalm 23. You know, it's that idea. I will not fear for you are with me. Why will I not fear? Because you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The same idea in Joshua 1. It's the be strong and courageous. Why? Because you are 
with me. It's the with God life. And the with God life is the reason why I can be courageous or fearless in a world where there is constant challenges. And so for each one of you, as you're living out the destiny, the dream, the calling that God has on your life, my prayer is that today we would get just take some steps in growing in courage. So how do we do that? How do we go and encourage? I want you to get this. Courage comes from his presence. Courage comes from being with God. Courage comes from spending time with, being in, knowing God, walking with him in his presence. My favorite verse is in Psalm 27 where it says this. Wait for the Lord, verse 14, be strong. And then look at this. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. So in waiting for the Lord and being with God, it is a place where courage grows. And so Peter and John can stand there and say, and be strong and not be intimidated and be courageous or fearless because they've been with Jesus. And so as your friend and as your pastor, I wanna encourage you not to do just a little bit of Jesus on the run, just a little bit of, I wanna invite you to make being with God, the with God life, a priority in your journey. Like when you think about all the things that you have to do, all the stuff, and I know, I know there's so much. I know we've got bills to pay and kids to raise. and Man, it, 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 it just, just all the things that fill up our calendar. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And yet, one of the greatest tragedies would be if the reason why you're made is to walk with and know God. That's your highest win. And if in the midst of the busyness, this with God life kind of gets pushed out and the temptation is to do just the, mm, I've got a good personality, I've got talent, I've got ability, something on your own strength where you live without the fullness of his strength where you live without what he has to give you. Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. I'm just desperate for you to possess the strength that God has for you, the courage that will grow. How does it get there? It gets there from being with God. I like to say it this way. The place where you snap back to, the place that you retreat to, the place where you run to is his presence retreat to his presence. What happens oftentimes when we have so much going on, our temptation is to run to a hobby or run to an addiction. And we retreat to something that we think might find life. And I'm not saying, man, it's great to have a lot of great things on your schedule. I mean, do, do, do the things that you love to do. do. I mean, go for it. But I would beg of you, not to the absence of retreating to his presence, of being with God. And so many of us, so many of us give that, those precious little windows, those little time slots to scrolling on our phone or to Netflix or to just something where we just, it's just, it's just, it's just killing this little bit of time. And, and when you look at your schedule, there's really not, there's really not that time that you're just with God. 
But I want to encourage you, if you want to see an increase of courage in your life, you'd be surprised that the way that we read in the scriptures, the way that it was for the apostles here, the way that we read about in Joshua, the way that David talks about it in Psalm 27 or in Psalm 23 is this. It is actually God working supernaturally, and he gives you strength. He helps you walk in courage. And so I want to encourage you to retreat to his presence. Don't retreat to an addiction that will that will crush you, retreat to his presence, to the God who wants to restore you, to the God who wants to strengthen you. Like that's what he will do when you get with him. And so this morning, that first plea is, how do I grow in courage? Retreat to his presence. Like get alone with God. And that might be a time alone with him. I'll tell you this. I, 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 I sense even when I'm in a, in a prayer meeting, I'm gathering with saints. I can walk in discouraged and spend some time just in his presence, just around, and I, I leave with everything kind of reordered right. And I'm not saying it's magical. I'm not saying it's one time. I am talking about over the course of time, as you spend time in his presence, as you spend time where your default setting, the place you wanna snap back to, what you wanna retreat to is where I am the most alive is when I'm with him when I'm with God. Well, even when we read about in the garden, I mean, that Adam and Eve walking with God, read right through the Old Testament and the narratives of the prophets. Read through Jesus getting alone with his father. Look, look at, you, you look at the whole of scripture and there is the strength that comes from people who get in his presence. And so I just wanna encourage you today. Man, it's, it's important to walk in courage. And as you spend time waiting on God, you'll watch courage start to grow. Faith, hope, and courage come alive in his presence. Doubt, hopelessness, and discouragement die in his presence. And so everything's, everything kind of gets shifted. And so I wanna invite you, first of all, today, to just kind of make this, just this decision. Maybe it's a conversation with your spouse. You know, I'm gonna dial back on whatever, in order to make sure that I spend time in his presence. And as a result of being in his presence, you'll watch courage start to grow. These apostles who had been with Jesus, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they took note. They were astonished and they took note. They had this recognizable relationship with Jesus. It's like they took note these men had been with Jesus. It, the, man, the greatest, the greatest thing for you, I'm telling you, the greatest strength, in fact, for me, I've spent you know, so many times discipling young people, sitting at Starbucks tables, talking to them about their issues, talking to them about their challenges, talking to them about their problems. And you know, the temptation is to say, hey, this author wrote a great book. Here's five steps to ABC. Or, hey, let me tell you, but bar none, the greatest thing that I have found that has helped in discipling people is looking at them and saying, you know what? It's actually not me giving you practical or pragmatic information. I'll do the best that I can. But the number one way for long-term healing and growth and you starting to overcome all the trials in your journey, it's actually you being with God. If you will be with him, you, you will look 
at your circumstance differently because you'll start to see it not just with your eyes, but with his eyes. He will download to you the way that he thinks he sees. And you'll start to see things from a different perspective. You'll possess some spiritual vibrance, some life, because it is a work of God that he does strengthen the weary as they wait on him. It is true. Your courage expands in his presence. And so that could be that could be the prayer meeting with your family. That could be some prayer time with your spouse. That might just be you alone with God at Starbucks. But I would encourage you, fight for it. I would encourage you, you'd be surprised. You don't have to live in the fear and anxiety. In fact, it's amazing. It's amazing, especially for me overseas, when I've spent time with missionaries who possess so little or people in other countries that possess so little and yet they're so alive. And it's this God at work and it shifts their perspective and so they, they see with different eyes. And so this is true in my own journey, in my own life. I, I know for me, when I start to get overwhelmed with fear, just like, there's too much on my plate. Like, this is overwhelming. Like, why? And I, I start to get right there and start to be crippled and tremble in fear. My wife, Renata, she's always like, she'll, when, whenever that happens, she's like, babe, just go to the coffee shop and get alone with God. Like, you're better not here right now. You'll come back different. And I'll come back a couple hours later, and God's worked something inside of me. I mean, I don't, it's a mixture of the Holy Spirit and the caffeine. But either way, <laughs> I come back charged i come back like okay like yeah i'm seeing things differently again and we can face tomorrow I, we can do this all right all right he why because he is with us and man pick the old narr old testament narrative pick jesus who looks at his disciples and it is not peter you're so strong matthew you got this because you're matthew because you're Thomas, you can do this. Come on, boys. Go into the world and make disciples of all nations. You can do this. No. How? Why? Because I am, surely I am with you. And if he's with you, then you've got the strength. If he's with you, you can jump out of that plane. <laughs> if he's with you, you can ride around the racetrack. Why? Not because you're great, because he's great. Because he is the one who created you, and he's got you. And so I want to encourage you, man, just straight up, make it a priority, figure it out, wrestle with it. I know you've got 168 hours in your week, and there's a lot of things to give your time to, but I just want to encourage you, as your pastor, man, fight for his presence. Fight for it. Sacrifice something else, but don't sacrifice that. I'm going to get alone with them. That was the variable in the equation, they've been with Jesus. Courage expands, grows, comes out of his presence. So retreat to his presence. Make the thing that you re retreat to the thing that matters most. And, and I know even in my life, man, it's, it's easy for me to want to retreat to just some, something easy. And I'm not saying that you don't have other things in your life. Please don't hear that. I'm just talking about what's first. And you'll get to the place where you're like, you're not addicted to the hobby or you're not addicted to the thing that's about to crush you. You're addicted to his presence. And that's where you snap back to him. You go, that's my favorite place. 
And I'm not trying to be, you know, super dramatic and exaggerated. I really actually mean it. I really actually mean I believe. I, 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 you can get around some people that that's, that's just what they love. It's just, just, they just, they wanna, they wanna be with God. I'm telling you, the with God life will produce courage in yours. So get it in you, like a resolution. I'm gonna do the with God life. All right, and then the second idea is this. Courage is necessary for you to accomplish your calling. For you to accomplish the call of God on your life, courage is a necessity. It's something that you're gonna have to fight for. And we see this with Peter, right? Here's Peter, and, and Peter's being strong when they saw the courage of Peter and John. I mean, they, Peter's got some courage right here. He's stepping into what Jesus had called him to step into. And dial back all the way back to Matthew 16. And Jesus is speaking identity, and Jesus is speaking calling into Peter. Who do you say that I am? You're, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And, you know, that's our favorite moment. And Jesus looks at Peter. That's right, Peter. And I tell you that on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell won't be able to overcome it. You got this moment where Jesus is speaking life into Peter and saying, you've got a calling, you've got a destiny, I want you to help build my church and I'm gonna rename you and your name's now Peter, which means rock and so come on. But then Peter, of course, faces the pain, the obstacle of the fear. I mean, and you know the story where in front of servant girls, he denies that he even knows Jesus. And Jesus reappears in John 21. Locks eyes with him. Come on, buddy. You know, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Come on. Don't give up. I got you. I got you. Then great commission, going to all the world. I'm with you. And then you've got this moment in Acts where we see this man, Peter, show up with courage. And it's like a different person. And this is actually the fourth time in the book of Acts where Peter is given a speech about Jesus. It's this strength, it's this courage. In order for you to accomplish what Jesus is speaking into you, what he's calling you to do, courage is required. You're gonna have to, you're, you're gonna have to face your fears. You're gonna, in order for you to accomplish the destiny, the calling that's on your life, it will require courage. It will require his presence, get alone with him, and he strengthens you. He gives you courage. And then you stepping out and you starting to walk in what he's called you to. And in this room, in this room, there is there are dreams, there are visions that God has placed inside of you. And I wanna invite you to cherish those dreams and visions. I know that most of the time when we talk about dreams and visions, we think about when we're sleeping a dream or a vision that you might have. And that's great. I want you to think about the desire that you just can't shake. That thing that's unique to you, like everybody else's, just doesn't seem to care like you care about the poor. Like everybody else doesn't really seem to care about the kids the way you care about the little kids. Or, but why, why, why don't people understand about how much we need clean water in Africa or that thing that you just can't shake? Like what? And I just wanna give you this. That is something that God has put inside of you. I just want to be that blunt. No, it's just because my personality and no, cherish it. One of the biggest tragedies on the planet is the dreams and visions that never came to fruition because people didn't walk in the courage needed to accomplish the dream. 
Because when it came time where it was actually costly and they would have to be fearless and bold and courageous, they aborted the mission because the cost was too high. And one of the greatest things that you can do is to so be alone with God and retreat to his presence that you are actually able to be courageous when you face the obstacles, when you face the challenges that would hinder you from fulfilling your dream, your destiny, the thing that God's put inside of you. There are dreams and visions in this room that will help people in Kansas City that are far from God come to know him. People in Kansas City that currently are in lack in some way. People around the world that have never heard the gospel. Children that need to be loved and discipled. Name it. Single moms that need help. But in this very room, there are dreams and visions that God has put inside of you, that God has put in you. Go, well, I just, I just thought it was kind of like my own kind of weird thing I like. It's, it's so much more than that. No, it's just this, it's just this dream, and you got to take these steps, and it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage to face those obstacles because you're going to get pushback, and you're going to have moments where they'll say, throw them in prison, and you step out, courageously preach. If you don't stop, we'll throw you in jail. Do, are we in, we're going to jail for healing a guy? Uh, stop preaching. I can't stop talking about that, which I've seen and I've heard. In the same way that Peter and John had resistance, you'll have resistance. And the key to stepping through the, stepping through the pain, the tragedy, the pushback, I've been so with him. It is crystal clear. It is crystal clear. This is what he's called me to do. And he is with me. And you know what? If he's with me, he's been around the track a few times. He can jump out of the plane pretty easy. He's the creator of all things. He knows me better than I know myself. I'm doing the with God life because I'm doing the with God life. I can go through this obstacle. And you, I'm telling you, that dream in your heart, that thing that you can't shake, it's God at work inside of you. You're abiding in the vine and the Holy Spirit's knocking on that door. And he's saying, I've got something for you. But for you to accomplish it, it's going to take risk. It's going to be hard. You're going to get knocked down. Probably get mocked. It's going to cost some money. It's going to cost some friendships that aren't going to get it. And there's other friendships that they're going to want you to do their thing. And if you're going to do this thing that God's called you to do, suddenly then they're not getting the piece of you that they want from you. And so there's going to be that little bit of tension. And I'm just inviting you. Okay, embrace what it takes and do the with God life and step into, be courageous. Don't allow those obstacles to hinder you from fulfilling the destiny that God has on your life. And give it, give it all you got. And you'll possess that courage when you're with God. When you just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm gonna give up. I beg of you, don't abort the mission early. I was with a 64-year-old preacher this week, and I'd never met him before. But he got up and preached. We were both speaking at this conference. And he, 64 years old, white hair, and just talking about all that he was going to accomplish in the next 20 years. And I was like, oh, my. Like, he had vision. He had... And he was like, and he looked at all, you know, everybody at the conference. And he's like, I want to die empty. And I was like, me too. You know, like, (laughs) yeah. 
I didn't even know what that meant, but I was like, whatever it is, he's got the fire of God on him, you know. And I just say that to us. I just like, man, God, let that be in me. Like, I say it to you, like, I know you're going to have obstacles, and I know there's challenges, and, but man, get with God. Courageously walk through whatever it is. And I just want us to, I just kind of want to be that church that, that we do stuff. You know, like we act on the things that God's called us to do. Like, and I don't know what those things are fully. I don't know all the miracles that are in this room, but this room is full of miracles. This room is full of dreams. This room has people in sitting right here that have insane amount of impact. And so I just want an environment where it's just lit up on fire, where it's just, it's just, we're just acting. We're just, we're doing the stuff that God's called us to do. It's easy to talk about. It's easy to sing about it. I just want us to step into doing it. Like if the guy is drowning, if there's a guy drowning, he's not looking at you saying, sing to me about a life raft. He's not saying, can you give me the Greek word for life raft? He's saying, hey, brother, you got a life raft. Throw it to me. And I just want us to be the people that actually throw the life raft. Like we step into it. And I love singing. And I love the word of God coming alive in us. And I love the gatherings. And I just, but, I, but the, the miracles are in you. They're the dreams that you're, I've been with God. I know I got, it's just this. And everybody's different. I know some people, they'll, they'll talk about how they heard God and, I, and, you know, there's different. But like for me, it, there's just, it's mostly just transformed desire. Where I'm just like, I just can't shake this. Okay, God, step into it and be courageous. Retreat to his presence and you'll find courage start to grow. Psalm 27, 14. And then start to step into, through the obstacles. And I just... Let's die empty. Let's, let's give all. And then I, I would say this last piece that is really fun. It says, and when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they were astonished. And they took note these men had been with Jesus. So they've been with Jesus. Now Peter's a different person. Before he's scared to confess Jesus. Now he's a preaching machine <laughs> with Jesus, overcoming obstacles, in courage. And then this is the last piece. I just like this word, astonished. When the rulers, when they, when, they saw, there was, when they saw their courage, it was astonishing. It had wow factor. It, was mar- it created marvel. And I'll just tell you this. That's what our world needs to see in us. A.W. Tozer says, a scared world needs a fearless church. Man, if, if, if they see in you, Courage, hey, the economy, A, B, C, D, the name, the problem, da, 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 da. But your strength comes from God and you are courageous in the midst of the chaos and problems arise and you watch the news and you live in their world, but you are a tree planted while everything else, everybody else is filled with fear, marvel, awe. Wonder, what's with that person? You gotta be kidding me. Because when one person is courageous and they're walking with God, everybody around them starts to marvel and go, what, why, how, what? And you've got the opportunity.
to be the light that Jesus is calling you to be. But if we're scared and fearful, we'll never step into fullness. But if you're with God and you plow through courageous in the midst of adversity, and that's coming, it's a part of it. Every, every destiny, every great dream that was ever accomplished had pushback and challenges and hardship. And so you got to push through that and then step into it. I know this is a kind of funny illustration, but um, this week I was reading uh, with my kids the book by Tim Tebow. Um, and so I know that he played for the Denver Broncos, and by virtue, virtue of saying that, Many of you will never come to this church again. Um, but we were reading this book by Tim Tebow. And um, I just, Tim Tebow was a quarterback that played for the Florida Gators and uh, won a national championship and then um, went on to play for the Broncos. And, and we're, I'm just reading this, this book with my kids and we're talking about it. And in it, it's this story, he tells the story about how January 8th championship game uh, when he was in college, 2009, how he wore eye black uh, they said John 3.16, you know, so national championship game. And it said John 3.16 right there. And during the game, 94 million people Googled John 3.16. And I just thought, I love that guy. <laughs> Look at the courage. And I know there's some of the haters that go, ah, they don't, that's fine. But there's something in him that's just, this is his, this, and he's just going to be courageous and strong. I remember when he was playing for the Broncos, I, there was just this crazy moment where like, I, I just, I, every time he would talk about Jesus and it was almost comical, you know, like, and so one time the announcer at the conclusion of the game says to him, other than your faith, tell us about the game. And so it was like the announcer was like, don't, don't do that to me. And I felt nervous for Timmy, you know, like, I was like, oh, oh man. And I, what's he going to do? Tebow literally looks at the announcer and goes, back at the camera. First of all, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, ah! I was like, man, millions more people are Googling Bible verses. It's astonishing. Like, why is that kid so, what is that? I just love it. And I just want to encourage you. Will you get with God? Find strength, get with him. Walk through whatever is that destiny, that calling, that dream, that vision. And you start to walk in that. You start to live in it. And there will be, aston- there will be people that as a result of you walking in your destiny, others will marvel and want to know Jesus. And we'll start to do some of the things God's called us to do. Amen? Let's pray together. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.